one, two, three. This is Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Todd Bowles. Hey, that's a hell of a job coming down here being a good football team. Three-step drop, throws to the end zone. Caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay. Mike Evans reaches up with one hand and grabs it in. Brought to you by Advent Health. No matter what helps you feel whole, swimming, laughing, or finding peaceful moments in your day, Advent Health is here to support you with world-class expertise and whole-person care. Because feeling whole always begins at AdventHealth.com. Fire the cannons! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips and head coach Todd Bowles. Welcome into week one of the Todd Bowles Show. And man, it is good to start with a victory in week one. Coach, again, congratulations. And uh, thank you again for joining us for another season of this show. Oh, Casey, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Since you're here, I'll be here every week. I like it. I like it. Well, first of all, it felt like, I mean, any win is good. Any win is fun. A week one victory feels particularly special, but also this one kind of felt gritty. I feel like a little bit. Um, What was the thing about this game? Why it back and forth so many different times, so many plays that could have swung it one way or the other. What is the reason you would have at this point of why you feel like the Bucks were the team that came out on top when it mattered? It was a total team effort. I thought offense, defense, and special teams, everybody stepped up and made made plays when they had to. And in a tight game like that, nobody flinched. You know, nobody thought about, oh, man, if this happens, if something good happened, it was great. If something bad happened, we got right back out there and started fighting, and nobody flinched on the sidelines, and you could see it in their eyes. So that made it a great win for us. Yeah, for t- particularly for Baker, I felt like there were a few moments that we we saw that out of him and especially struggling a little bit offensively early. Um, and then he kind of willed some some tough runs, got some good passes to seal it at the end. I know you've talked about how you've liked Baker all the way back to the draft process when you were with the Jets. I feel like was this game kind of that example of what you've always seen in him and liked about him? It was the exact example of what you see in that. When you see your quarterback making runs and trying to run over people and breaking tackles, it makes you want to play harder for him. And Baker has done this his whole life. You know, it's been part of who he is, and that's why he's so resilient. And the guys feed off of that, and the sideline was excited, and it kind of got everybody going on one of those runs. Yeah, I especially feel like I saw a little bit of the maybe some creativity, elusiveness from him. I thought about that shovel pass to Rashad that was, I'm sure, not quite how it was drawn up, uh, ducking under a sack and throwing a stiff arm. Were you surprised by any of these things or are you like, yep, this is the Baker that we've all seen? I've seen it before, but never in person. You know, this is part of the nuances of what he can do. He's not just a drop back quarterback. He does whatever it takes to win. That's what you love about him. And I know that this was also uh, Canales' first game calling plays for one that counted. Uh, what were your first impressions of how he handled it? And, and especially, again, with a little bit of the slow start, some struggles offensively to start the game, and then the way that they turned things around a bit in the second half. I thought he did a great job keeping his composure, understanding what they were trying to do to him and the adjustments they made at halftime and how they came out in the second half and attacked them by what they were doing. I thought it was outstanding for Dave. I know that during – the training camp process, you talked about how you guys did some of those call it periods so that you could give him some more live reps at calling plays and what you and the defense could throw at them to prepare them. Did you feel like, especially going against a guy like Brian Flores in this first game, that could you see the effects and and maybe did Coach Canales say that you he felt like that was really helpful for what he was able to do in his first game? I think it was helpful. I thought it was more helpful about him understanding how to attack it in the second half, just going in and making those type of adjustments. 
and knowing what they're getting and adjusting the midstream. So I thought that was more helpful than anything. And take us through, this is the first show we've had, you know, since he was hired even. So for you, what stands out now, even looking back about the process of hiring him and what your impressions were in him in terms of even how you approached all these interviews? I know you interviewed so many people. And then now that you've gotten to see it in action, what stands out about what you learned in that interview process that has already kind of manifested here to start the season? His positivity, his confidence, uh, his willingness to not just teach, but to learn from his other coaches and from his players to get a feel for what they like and understand what they like, to have answers for things that come at him all the time and practice what he preaches. You know, you can tell in the interview process if someone really knows what they're talking about without looking down at a book, so to speak, without turning the pages, looking at notes. And if you can just sit and talk football, which he can, and the translation between us was was unbelievable at the time. It was the perfect chemistry offense for, that fit our defense and run the ball and throw the ball. So and that's not to say Mike and Chris, we're not trying to get them a thousand yards receiving, but at the same time, just have some balance at the same time without the defense going on the field quite a bit and the offense just doing things that were a little different than what we've done. I thought that fit our team perfectly. And Dave was the perfect guy for that. You've obviously been interviewed for jobs in this league. Did any of those interviews impact what you did or did not want to do when you were the one running those interviews? And and how did you decide some of the things that you wanted to know about someone and the questions that you wanted to ask based on your own experience? Well, for me, it hasn't been always about football when I did interviews. It was about everything but football. For me, I wanted to keep it about football. And through the football process, you get to figure out what kind of person they are. It's about having good people and good coaches. That That's really it for me. And through the process of us talking, and we had a lot of things in common from a football standpoint by seeing the game of how we see the game and how we approach the game and how we attack the game. And then him knowing what he was talking about, understanding every position, not just one position, and smart enough to know what he doesn't know. I thought he was outstanding at that. And as a coach, whether it's me or anybody else, You've never been in the league long enough to not learn something new. And he was always willing to learn something new, but he had his scheme and that would tweak based off who he had. And I really like that part about him. And how about Mike already finding the end zone, getting his first touchdown of the season, something that we know he is uh, pretty good at. And to see that connection with he and Baker, what did you see about specifically that play and then how the, the Baker to Mike connection has looked so far? Well, they both read it very well. You know, Mike did a stab and go. He looked like he was running the seven route and he stabbed it and went to the post and got the safety stuck there. Fake it through it right on time. And, you know, it's something they've been doing in practice and working on for a little while. And Mike's been doing this for a long time. And Baker's a very heady guy. He just throws to the open guy. And how nice was it to see Chris Godwin getting such a clutch, incredible catch at the end of the game when you needed it the most after, you know, losing him to that injury for so long and and seeing a play like that. Does that make you feel like we, we've got peak Godwin back this year? I believe we have him back. You know, Chris did a lot of things in that fourth quarter, a lot of dirty things from a blocking standpoint and some clutch catches to really seal that game away. You didn't see all the things he did because they weren't, weren't all great catches, but he stood in there and he made some blocks in there that kept Baker clean to throw the football. And he made some key catches at the end. That was really impressive. 
And then another wide receiver doing his thing, another touchdown feeling like Trey Palmer. That's just what he does between the preseason. And then now it carried over into the regular season. First, I'd love to hear, was the touchdown better or his celebration better? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, uh, this dance he started. The touchdown was a lot better. He needs need a little more work on the celebration. We'll work on that. It was good. <laughs> it was, it was okay. But it was okay. Was All right. Better. It was okay. <laughs> well, how about his play on the field? Tell me what has uh, impressed you most about him so far from the preseason to seeing it carry over to the regular season the big thing for him the game's not too big for him when he goes out there he's heady he's smart and he understands it uh he wants more he does more he plays different positions and the game's not too big for him so we mistake him that he's not a rookie sometimes because he's out there and he doesn't make mistakes so that's big for us all right, we are talking about that week one victory over the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I know that going into the game, of course, you'd already lost Ryan Jensen for the season. There was a little question about Cody Malk. Was he going to be ready to go? Um, and then he was able to play. I'd, I'd love to hear about how you thought about his performance and, and the decision of when you knew he'd be able to go and, and how that ended up affecting the offensive line. We didn't know until Sunday morning when he went out in the field and worked out and, and Goody told me he was good to go. I thought his toughness came in well. He hardly gave up any pressures. He could have fit a few runs a little bit better, but he hardly gave up any pressures and he played tough and I think he's going to be all right. He's going to be fine. He's a very smart player. He's a very tough player. And I thought he got in there and battled. And how did you feel about the offensive line as a whole in that game and what they were able to do? And, and maybe you can even break it down run game versus pass game, how you felt like they performed. Well, we got some tough runs. And a couple of times we missed a couple of holes that we could have hit. They got some big guys up there that were hard to move. But for the most part, we stayed hat on the hat. We got 33 runs. We only had 70-something yards. But at the same time, it was a tough – the way they were playing us, it was very tough to run the ball, tough sledding. But we stuck with it, and we got some mileage out of it. In the past game, I think Baker only got sacked one time. There was some heavy pressure almost all game, really, almost all game. So for them to put up with that kind of pressure and only give up one sack, it's pretty good. So, yeah, you said that maybe there were a couple holes that we could have hit. Overall, Rashad White, Sean Tucker, your main guys getting the carries back there. How did you view each of their performances and especially seeing Sean Tucker in the NFL in a regular season game for the first time? This tough. You know, they banged out some tough yards. You know, four-yard carries are pretty good when you can get it against that group, the way they were playing us. And they started banging out some yardage and they were tough and they were positive. And, you know, they had some pass protection thing that they dealt with too as well. So I thought they did well. And then now switching over to the defensive side of things, starting the season with three takeaways on defense has to just be music to your ears, especially after I know that was something you guys really harped on after last season and, you know, not getting as many of those as I know you knew this defense was capable of. So um, I also feel like this game is just such a prime example of the importance of those takeaways that when you, if you'd saw that Kirk Cousins had 344 yards, you'd be a little worried about what that meant about the final score maybe, but it, it was this in your mind, a great example of just why those takeaways are so important. And then is it a sign of what this defense is going to be capable of moving forward? The takeaways are huge. You know, we have guys that can take the ball away over there. If we're completely healthy, we're trying to get them every week. The takeaways take away possessions from their team and gives them back to our team. So the more possessions we have, the more chances to score we have. The more the defense is off the field, the more their defense is on the field. And, you know, they 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 kind of limit the offense on the other side because they're not on the field. It deflates them from whether they get down low or throw an interception in the red zone or whether they get a fumble out in the field. You know, it kind of deflates their purpose and it makes them more desperate. So if we can cash in on our turnovers, that puts us ahead of the eight ball. 
and one of those guys producing one of them, Antoine Winfield Jr., I think we all probably had a feeling that he was going to have a big day going against his hometown team, the one his dad played for, and uh, getting the chance to play back there in Minnesota for the first time in his NFL career. Um, he got the big QB hit, sack, fumble, recovery, the, the whole kit and caboodle of what you want in a safety, I feel like. And it was his 10th career sack, which is the most by safety in franchise history. Tell me why he is the guy that now has that kind of franchise number that is so unique for a safety. When's a great blitzer. I mean, he has a knack for going around blocks, going under blocks, setting people up and doing something. He has a good feel as a blitzer to know where the quarterback's going to be. He has a great feel for where the ball is and gets the ball out almost every time. He's just a good football player. He's a young player, but he has an old school mentality. He goes, he knows how he form tackles. Uh, he's very heady. He sees everything. He just loves to play. I never see him out there without a smile on his face. That's great. And then part of his success, I'm sure, is in some ways the fact that he's getting to focus on the safety position he is so good at. Thankfully, you found a guy to take over that slot spot in Christian Izian, an undrafted guy. He's the first Bucks player since 2010 to get an interception in his first career game. He's only the sixth to do it in franchise history. So first, just tell us about that play and what you saw from him. He really ripped it out the guy's arms when he put it in his Osborne's arms when he put it in his hands. And that was a very heady play by Izzy. Uh, that's why we signed him. I keep telling everybody they don't know about him yet, but you're going to see a lot about him real soon. Very good football player, very heady football player, very tough and gritty, smart football player, the kind of guy we like. Uh, and that's why we signed him. And he's going out there showing why we signed him. Uh, I know that Clyde Jacancy, a guy that we were all very excited to see come back from injury. And then unfortunately, it looks like he kind of tweaked it again. Just tell everyone a little bit about what you know about that situation and, and his health overall. And then just what you thought about his play when he was out there. When he was out there, he made a difference. I mean, he was in the backfield. He, he got pressures on the quarterback. When he's full speed, he's unbelievable. Uh, he tweaked it. We just got to see where he is from day to day and see how that's going to recover. And we'll, we'll wait for him to get back. With and without him, how do you see that impacting the defensive line rotation and what could be if he isn't able to go uh, for even one game? What are some of the things that you see about other guys on the, the line that would have to step up or maybe the way that would tweak some of the schemes you're able to use? It'll tweak the pass rush scheme a little bit. You know, he brought such speed and power. We were so fast out here, out there with him out there and Logan and obviously Shaq and Joe and all those guys with Vita. So we'll tweak it up some and we'll try to change a few things around to try to cover up for his speed if he's not out there. I know that it's never good for anybody to miss time, but when it's a rookie and you're wanting to get him up to speed and get him used to the NFL, what are the biggest challenges of the time he has already missed and the way you guys as coaches are trying to make sure that when he is back and ready to go, whether that's this next week or later, you know, what how he's able to be as ready as possible and not have to, you know, suffer as much of a setback because of missed time as a rookie. He's very smart. We're not worried about him mentally. You know, you got to knock the rust off when you got to take on blocks and hand placement and those type of things. You always worry about that more than you do anything else. But he's a very heady player. He keeps his head in the game. And if he can get the rust off quick, I think he'll be okay. And Devin White leading with 12 tackles, and they were not the kind of tackles that are misleading in the score box where they're bad because they're down the field or whatever. These were some good, you know, for loss at the line of scrimmage, uh, playmaking kind of tackles. What did you see from, from his performance overall? Devin had an unbelievable game. He played fast. He tackled well. Him and Levante were all over the field. 
Uh, they took care of the bootleg hiders. They ran plays down. They came through and made plays in the gaps. Uh, they, they were unbelievable. They led us on defense along with Winfield. And then outside linebackers, this is a group that uh, I was excited to see in the regular season because you had just talked about how they were making your job really hard in terms of the cut downs, that it was such a deep position group and they were all making big plays in the preseason and you ended up keeping six. Uh, just tell us about why this group basically kind of forced you guys to keep a lot of them and what excites you about the depth of this group. They're all good football players. They all have their own specialty and, and six deep, you can't have enough pass rushers. And I know later in the season, when people get nicked up, we're going to have to use all six of them at some point in the year. And it's hard to give away pass rushers. You can't have enough of them. And in the special teams area, you kind of talked about at the beginning of the show that all three phases having their moments in this game. But I have to imagine for you, the Chase McLaughlin 57-yard field goal for the go-ahead score uh, had to be pretty exciting for you to know that this was why you brought him here, that it's similar to how we talked about Baker's show and why you've been excited about him you talked about the need for these long field goals to put you guys in a position to succeed. Um, it matches the longest make of his career ties for the fifth longest in bucks history. Uh, did you feel like this was just the, yes, this is why we brought this guy here. This is what we've needed. That's exactly why we brought him here. And he's as advertised, you know, he, he was doing a lot of it in practice. We've been seeing it in practice every day, see him do it in the game and be the game winner is even more special. So going into week two, first home game of the year, always an exciting time, uh, taking on the Chicago Bears. So Justin Fields last year rushed for uh, over 1,100 yards, second most by a quarterback in NFL history, eight touchdowns. Uh, tell me what it's like to face a guy like that, that you know is so maybe run first even as a quarterback and so dangerous in that way. It's scary because you have big guys up front that you know can't catch them. So that makes it very scary to face a guy like that. And if you bring everybody up, then you're exposing the back end. So it's going to be a slippery slope of how we try and play those guys. We know they're very talented and very tough, and it's going to be a tough ball game. We know they added DJ Moore this offseason as well. So outside of the running part of Justin Fields' game, what are some of the biggest things that stand out to you about DJ Moore and some of the other weapons that he has when he does decide to air it out? They got a few guys, him and Moody, they run after catch. Their run after catch is important. It's okay if they catch a four or five yard. It just can't turn into a 20, 30 yard game. They have a lot of guys that can do a lot of things with the ball. And Cole Komet does a great job uh, coming inside and outside routes. And, you know, it's going to be a tough challenge for us. And how about on the defensive side of things for the Bears? What stands out to you? Toughness. You know, they're tough up front. They do a great job. Obviously, Matt does a great job with the defense. That's his specialty and that's his baby. They're going to make it hard for us to try and run the football. We just got to take advantage of what they give us. And we know that last year you were named head coach very late in the process. So now that you had the whole year knowing that you were going into this, are there some areas that you feel like this year, this is how you kind of wanted to put your stamp on the team now that you had the full off season to think about last year, look forward to this year. Is there anything big picture wise that you were like, you know what, this is what I want to do with this team and for this team this year. Well, the big thing for me was the culture, the chemistry and the camaraderie, you know, Having all these new guys come in, you have to kind of change the culture a little bit. We're more like a college team now than we are an NFL team from a mentality standpoint, at least with these guys coming in. So it was important for them to get around the vets that are still here and understand how to be a pro, but at the same time, not take all their college youthfulness from them and make sure they enjoy playing the game and making sure that they play the right way with the energy they bring and not overload them with 
their brain cells exploding by giving them too much information. So that 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 plays that that's a lot different and it's a lot slippery slope when there's 53 guys and you're trying to manage all the new guys. But I think the older guys have helped and the coaches have done a great job of getting all these guys on the same page and creating the culture that is positive for them to be successful going forward. And I really thought we tried to change that part of it. And then finally, we'll close with this. Uh, how about your decision to keep calling the defensive plays this year? I know you gave both Casey Rogers and Larry Foote uh, a shot at it a couple of those preseason games. And so what was your mindset of that, of taking on both the head coach roles and still keeping the play calling and how you've tried to maybe delegate some different things? Well, defensively, it's how I got here. So that, that's what I like doing for the most part. And it's become a lot easier and I've delegated a lot more things to help me be a head coach as well. So I'm comfortable with it. All right. Well, thank you so much as always for joining us, coach. Good luck this next week against the Chicago bears. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks guys. Coming up next on Buccaneers total access brought to you by Advent health. We'll be joined by offensive coordinator, Dave Canales. This is Buccaneers radio. Buccaneers total access brought to you by Advent health pressure coming up. They got that Prescott goes down. He sacked for the first time of the game. Devin white. Linebacker blitz. Now more with head coach Todd Bowles and Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Advent Health. And in our first half of our show, we had head coach Todd Bowles. And now I am so excited to have such a special guest here with me. Offensive coordinator Dave Canales. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Casey. Thanks for having me. Um, right in the middle of a game plan day here. So we're just trying to get some uh, some cool stuff, try to build another winning game plan. I love it. I love it. And that's what we're going to talk to you about, man. Well, it's not too shabby getting a W in your first game as a play caller. How wonderful was that feeling and how did it compare to maybe what you thought or dreamed of or, or even what it was like in preseason? Oh, man, I just know it was hard. It was uh, it was a really good defensive plan by uh, Coach Brian Flores um, and the Vikings. Um, they definitely made it challenging on us early on. We had to kind of gather a little bit of information early in the game, just not knowing exactly how he was going to play us, seeing that he hadn't really called a defense in a couple of years. So, um, but once we settled in, you know, the, the best part about it was the guys took care of the ball. Baker made some great decisions with it. And a couple of our key guys, Chris and Mike, um, Rashad, Cade made some plays when we needed them to. And we were able to finish the half and finish the game the right way. Yeah, you know, I feel like I hear people talk about you know, oh, they're going to go make some adjustments in half. And we saw like you, I mean, you guys first half to second half, you guys got it going more on offense. Realistically, how much can you make adjustments at half? I think that for people on the outside that haven't necessarily been in the locker room for those situations, how many adjustments can you make? How much is that realistic, especially in a place like Minnesota where it's loud, you're already having to work really hard on some of these silent counts and things like that. How, how challenging is that for you guys? Yeah, the challenge was, um, really in that setting was reducing what could be called, you know, so just really going through it with the coaches and saying, okay, based on what they're doing today, this one's out, this one's out, this one's out. These are good, you know, and just kind of having to like simplify and condense the game plan to what fit for how they were playing us that day. And that's kind of the adjustment. So we didn't add anything. Um, we just subtracted away from the things that kind of put us in harm's way. And for you, looking at big picture, what would you say are the biggest things offensively that 
you were happy with, you were like, yes, this is how I want this offense to look. This is what went really well. And then what were the things that you were like, you know what, maybe we got to tweak this, make some adjustments here and, and move forward uh, a little differently there. Yeah. So first and foremost, you know, no turnovers. So um, Baker did a fantastic job in the run game, getting us to the right runs based on the defense. And that really protects the football because if you can get you know, everybody blocked and covered, then the back isn't vulnerable to open tackles, open shots, you know? So that's number one. Number two is in the past game, he was decisive. And then the players, all of our skill players, when they got the ball, they were so conscious of double wrapping it with their hands, going to the ground, having that ball awareness um, and came out of the game with no turnovers. Second part was like you mentioned, the noise on the road, this place is loud the whole time. They didn't let up. And for uh, Hainsey and for Baker and the guys to handle the silent cadence when we were in the shotgun was fantastic. No pre-snap penalties in game one of the season. you kidding me? So this is like, that was such a gift. Um, and it really allowed us to play positive football and be in manageable third downs. Um, and then I think, you know, the thing I was – Beyond the turnovers and, and, and the penalties, the thing I was most proud of was how the guys rallied around each other late in this in before the half in a two minute drill to come away with a touchdown. And then at the end of the game to be able to run the ball with the way we wanted to and how they just you could see the energy in the huddle like they knew we were going to another great run. We just got to stay on our blocks and finish this game with effort when you make it just about effort then they can play fast and they can be too clued into what we're doing. So those are some of the things I was proud of. Yeah. The no false starts, pre-snap penalties. I mean, that's incredible no matter what. And then you're doing it again in a tough place and with this whole new look offensive line. And that's, I feel like that's an incredible thing to be able to say. You kind of brought up Hainsey, but I know, you know, for you as a new offensive coordinator here to find out you lose Jensen, you thought you were going to have this yeah. incredibly experienced guy there. Hainsey has to step in. And the fact that, Hainsey now essentially is the only person playing in the same spot on that offensive line as what they had last year. And he wasn't even the initial plan there. So yeah. to have everyone moving around, everyone doing something new, playing next to somebody different. How do you feel like you guys were able to get it where everybody was as in sync as they should be? And just overall, what did you think of the offensive line performance in this first game? Oh, I could have been, you know, just really more pleased with, you know, the performance of, like you said, you know, Luke, although he's not a rookie, playing a right tackle is new. Tristan, although he's not a rookie, playing left tackle is brand new. You know, Cody um, battling through some stuff with his body to get to game time to play. And really, Hainsey and Filer are the guys that kind of, you know, were the ones most comfortable in what they were doing. But um, I think just the style of the way we play, um, running the ball, the play action game, getting the ball out quick in the pass in the drop back pass game really allowed them to be aggressive um, in their style of play where they, we weren't just dropping back and holding on the ball a long time um, for very much of the game until we needed to, you know, at the end of half and the end of game, uh, that critical third down that we converted, you know, they, they were able to, we were able to minimize putting them in vulnerable situations by keeping them in plays. They could be aggressive. And for Tristan doing that move over, I think, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, it's just you're playing tackle either way or, you know, how different can it really be? Um, explain just how impressive it is that he's able to make that move and that he can still do it at a high level. And just how have you seen him handle 
uh, that change at this point after doing his other job so well? Yeah, first of all, just the physical makeup, right? He's such a great athlete with that size and power um, that really he could pick whatever position on the line he wanted to play um, and he'd find a way to be successful at it. Um, But then it's his makeup. It's his mental makeup where he's always working. He's always talking to Joe Gilbert. You know, how are my, how, what's, how's my hand placement on this pass set? I need to get a couple more of these after practice, you know, and really just being detailed about his technique and his hand placement. Um, all of that, all the time he put in with Joe, with the other guys, you know, punching him after practice, it paid off for him. So, um, you know, the combination of those two things for him. We're talking offensive coordinator Dave Canales. Uh, in terms of the run game, you've been very clear since day one of getting here that you want things to kind of start and end with the running game in a lot of ways. If you want it to be, you know, a, a core part of your identity as an offense, and uh, how in general did you feel like the run game went in that game, and and where do you feel like it has the ability to go moving forward? Yeah, so a uh, good metric for us and for Bucks fans listening is we try to have a fifty percent efficiency rate on runs, and an efficient run is four yards or more. We were at 52% in this first game, so was just fantastic. Now, that being said, where can we go? We had zero explosive runs in the run game. That's where the backs really start to get the feel for how this run is going to hit. Now, who is the defender that's unblocked here that I got to find a way to make miss on a second level? Those things come with reps, with time. And let's remember... We didn't play Rashad a lot in the preseason to kind of get those live tackling wrecks, but he's got a lot, a lot of carries in his career. So I think that, you know, them just taking those finishing runs um, on their own terms and setting those things up, um, it will come. But they were they were definitely in tune with what we were doing and getting us the yards we needed to get it started. Yeah, it's funny. Rashad was on our uh, show yesterday, and he's he's so funny. He was talking. About, he just was not happy with his performance. He really felt like he could have done more. And I get the feeling that's always how he's going to feel in a lot of ways. That this is a guy that's so hard on himself. And he talked about how even after he doesn't feel good about a performance, he wanted everybody else in the room to be grading him. He wanted feedback. He wanted everybody talking to him about his performance. It felt like so many um, mature and you know some leadership qualities there for just a second year guy to be that hungry for some of that critique. Um, what have you seen of his maturity and now taking on this RB1 role? Uh, what have you seen in terms of both on the field, off the field, in the locker room, You know what he kind of views as the role he wants to have this year? Yeah, humility, uh, patience. He's taking everything in stride. He wants to make sure he's running the, ru- the run the way it's supposed to be run. His attention to detail and the pass protection, he was fantastic um, in the game on Sunday. And I think just, he just loves playing. He loves to be out there. He's got a big smile on his face. Um, when he gets the ball, he's serious about it, but in between he's lighthearted. He's fun. He's, he always connects. He makes contact. He, he bumps fists and really has a way about him that brings people together. So I love working with this guy every day. That's great. And what do you see as the potential for that room, especially you add in a guy like Sean Tucker, that here's an undrafted, rookie really you know making you guys put him at that rb2 spot and earning it this preseason even after being hurt or essentially not hurt but not able to go uh to start with and then a guy like chase edmonds what do you see as the two of those guys and and what they could add to rashad and and how to compliment him and, and just how to use all three of them together yeah sean got us out of a couple of tough runs you know there was a there was an unblocked player on the edge one time he turned it into a six yard run 
Um, another time just in between the tackles and just finishing to get his three or four, the physical style that he showed up. I'll say this about Sean day one, we come back for our conditioning tests and training camp and he's pushing to win every single one. And he's just making a statement like I'm here. I might be a rookie, but I'm not waiting for anybody. I'm going to go. And that mentality, that toughness is what we're looking for. And that personality to establish for our group. So he's great for that. Talk about chase the couple of runs that he had and the way he finished and how fast and decisive he was to the whole, I think he really improves the room to kind of say, here's a, I'm a veteran back. I've had a ton of carries. Here's how you run the ball on game day on Sunday is being decisive and downhill. And then just the explosive, we're going to be able to use them in the past game, which really didn't show up in week one. Um, but I think that as we get going and get comfortable with the concepts we like, you know, we're going to, uh, Bucks fans are going to be able to see the explosive element that Chase brings to our offense. And you guys overall have so many rookies on this team, on the offense, even a lot of undrafted ones. It's just, it's such a young group. How have you seen everybody be able to pick up your offense and, and how ready do all these young guys and, and rookies seem already after just week one? I would say in general, the, the language of what we're doing is it's understood they know what we're doing and now the how and the why is where we're headed that's where in the game you know there are just some little small adjustments that will naturally happen for the guys as opposed to like this is what this play is on paper this is what this play is here's how it manifests versus these different defenses that's the part that we're striving towards but i think just asking player for player and coming out of camp, I asked them as a group, you know, in, a, in an offensive team session, I said, guys, how do we feel about knowing what the words are? And to a man there, we feel really good. And the line, we feel really good. Um, and then what I just encouraged them, as I said, now, now we're headed towards understanding. And then once we have understanding, then we create. So in that kind of order, we master it with the understanding part. Now we can do these same plays different ways in creative ways. And that'll come uh, as we get the fundamentals down of the, of the plays. Awesome. All right. We have more coming up here with offensive coordinator, Dave Canales on Buccaneers total access brought to you by Evan health. This is Buccaneers radio. You're listening to Buccaneers total access with head coach, Todd Bowles and Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips brought to you by Advent health. Welcome back into Buccaneers total access brought to you by Advent health. I am joined by offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, you know, right before the break, you mentioned the idea of being able to create, that there's just kind of the, the basic understanding of an offensive scheme that you want to get down, and then you can start being able to create and do some unique, fun, different things. I feel like we got to see that uh, Baker's a guy that will help with that. There was definitely some creativity, some grit, some uniqueness to the way that we saw him especially close out that game. I'm picturing like the shovel pass to Rashad and his stiff arm and all these things that it just feels like Baker's a guy that is going to enjoy getting to bring some some fun, some swag, something different to the offense. First, I'd just love to hear your thoughts about his game and then just how he is the kind of quarterback that could fit well with an offense that you're trying to build here. Yeah, I think the first thing that jumps out to me about Baker is he's trying to win the situation. He's trying to win. Winning is defined a lot of different ways. On a pass play, sometimes a win is throwing it away. He did that a couple times fantastically. Sometimes it's throwing that shot down the field. We took a couple of nice deep ball shots in the game um, and really, really came out with only about two of them. Um, but those those shot opportunities, taking advantage of those. And then, of course, the off schedule thing, 
when's the right time to go for it and put my shoulder down and really try to seal the game? When's the right time to get out of bounds, to throw it away and slide? And so I think what we all saw is a guy who's got experience, who's been in a lot of different situations and was able to keep his poise throughout. Yeah, it's so interesting to watch how he also, you can just tell that he, he, how much he cares, you know, that he got that look in his eye and you were like, Ooh, I feel like I know where this is going towards the end of the game. How cool to see, especially again, with so many new pieces that haven't even really played together a whole lot yet. I imagine that, you know, there's going to be some growing pains, you know, there's going to be some time, especially as little as people play in the preseason now to get a win in the fashion that you guys did um, when it is your first time getting to put all these pieces together, what did that tell you about the makeup of this team and this offense when it wasn't maybe how you would have drawn it up? You know, sometimes it was having to be some some gritty plays and things that weren't maybe what you planned on. But to to know that your guys were able to produce a W this early in the season against a really tough place to play and tough opponent when maybe you guys are still kind of feeling each other out and getting that rhythm going. Yeah, resilience, belief, finish. From the, from the very first meeting, we talked about finish being our calling card. We're going to finish plays hard. We're going to finish drives. We're going to finish halves. We're going to finish games on our terms. And um, what does that mean? That just means that we're going to call the plays we know the best that get us uh, put us in a situation to play fast and to play physical. And that finish mentality is why out of the first five drives of the game, we were three and out four of them. And people could have started tanking and started, you know, spitting, you know, comments out and stuff on the sidelines. But what you saw was a group that just said, we knew this could happen. We knew it could start slow. We'll gather the information and then we'll attack them. And that's what we did. And and the guys stayed together and stayed positive. Um, we Not that you're happy about it, but that we just kept working. Just go right back to work. Let's look at the pictures. Go right back to work, talk to your coaches and fix things, and then we'll keep moving forward that way. Um, and then again, it just talks to a group that has a bunch of guys who have been on winning teams and expected to win. And so I could definitely feel that on the sideline. This wasn't a group that was panicked. This was a group that said, we won a lot of games, boys. Let's find a way to get this one done, too. One of those clutch plays, clutch players, Chris Godwin knows what it takes to win and how nice to have him back at full capacity this year and um, seeing that clutch catch at the end of the game. What does he mean to this offense and for you coming in, what he was going to let you be able to draw up and, and what he means kind of both on and off the field as a player? Yeah, he's so present. You get that feeling that he's there. He's there with you. He's looking in your eyes. The moment's not too big. He's the same guy. There was a there was a calming presence about Chris, the steady and strong way he plays, uh, the blocks he made in the last drive, critical third down before they have to get us into scoring position. And then at the end, of course, to ice it with just an amazing catch, the presence of mind to get a foot down and a hand just to make sure, you know, to really um, ice the game there. So he's just a, a a guy that's dependable and consistent. And that just is contagious and it spreads out through the rest of the group. We're talking offensive coordinator, Dave Canales and Mike Evans uh, getting a touchdown, something he's pretty dang good at. You know, he loves to do those. And uh, what has it been like for you? It's like you obviously knew of Mike, had watched Mike, had played against Mike. To get a chance to play with him in terms of being on the same team and watching him day in and day out, what has stood out to you about the idea of Mike from afar versus 
Mike up close and and who he is as a person and a player and, and just what he's meant to this team as well. Yeah, just physically, there's it's really hard to throw him a bad pass because of his ability, not just his length, but his ability to coordinate his arms to get to any spot you throw it to. His body control for a 6'5 guy being able to stay compact in and out of breaks, just like a smaller receiver might. Those are things that kind of separate him. And then, of course, he always has a plan for every coverage, whatever it might be. He always kind of does the right football thing. Um, You know, I think of a guy like Tyler Lockett, who I was with for so long, two of the guys who just really have a knack for doing the right thing. I know what the paper said, but, man, they just make the right decision and put themselves in a way to get both hands on the ball. And there's a couple I wish I know he wishes he could have back from the game. That would have made it a really big morning. Uh, or afternoon for him in Minnesota. But um, yeah, just again, the same thing I talked about with Baker is Mike's trying to win every situation. And he's that gamer. He's the guy who you pick up darts, he's going to be good. Golf, he'll figure it out. You know, it'll just be a matter of time before that gamesmanship in him kind of takes over. So those are the things that have been overwhelming for me for Mike. And how about the tight end room? It's a very young group. I mean, it's crazy when you have a couple guys that are second-year players that are your elder statesmen in the room. And uh, I'd love to hear what you think this room could be, uh, what you've seen out of them so far, and then just the way you specifically like to use tight ends in your offense. Toughness, first and foremost, what I learned on Sunday, getting to see Kate and Co. really play more, just battle against some really good defensive ends in the run game and the protection, and then Cade finishing physically when he had the ball in his hands. Uh, Co just even down the stretch in the four-minute drive, just like running his feet through the echo of the whistle. And the versatility that those two give me playing on and off the ball, you know, throw David Wells into that mix, another guy who's versatile and can can really, you know, get open down the field. Um, it's a great group, you know, and then Payne Durham, of course, as he develops, you know, but that big frame, his catch radius, he's got some cool ability to get open at the top of the routes. Um, but in general, you know, like I know John Van Dam's so proud of these guys because John really prides himself on, you know, knowing the plan, being dependable, uh, being consistent. And that's exactly what that room looks like. So it's something that, you know, we're really proud of. For you going against our defense in practice, I know, especially in the preseason, the Bulls did a lot of call it periods and a little bit of some unconventional ways of going about that in practice. And what are the biggest things that facing his scheme and then some of our individual defensive players, where did you see that benefit your offense most? It's so hard to run against our defense. Um, the way that our front is built the size the athleticism we got a couple of guys who are six seven and six eight on the edges of course you know Vita inside you know even when Kalijah was healthy just the the explosion that he presents and then of course having Levante um you know just kind of sniffing out almost every play uh, Devin being able to run anything down. And of course, Antoine's just calling everything out, talking to the whole defense. And then you got these vultures at corner that are staring at you and they're both six foot two plus, you know, and they're just like, it just feels like there's this like just umbrella on the coverage. And then it's so hard to run up front. So for on offensive staff, especially in, in our first camp together, I wanted to make sure we had success in practice so our guys can be proud of what we're doing and really buy in 
that took a lot of work between all of us and the staff to really find ways to get runs that could work and get passes that could try to get access for the receivers. So it really made us dig and evolve quickly um, to what our defense was throwing at us. And of course, you know, the, the, the Vikings got a couple plays off, but they saw what that looked like firsthand going against our group. I love that. We have one more segment coming up here with offensive coordinator Dave Canales on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Evan Health. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Todd Bowles now continues, brought to you by Advent Health. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. I am joined with offensive coordinator Dave Canales here. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about what you remember most about the interview process with Coach Bowles and how you felt going into it, uh, what you remember about him and, and what made you want to work with him or what made him, uh, you know, you think in your mind want to hire you to this position? Yeah, um, I think the first thing I got excited about was the picture he was painting about what he was trying to accomplish here is all I've known since I've been in the NFL. It was It's Pete Carroll's football philosophy. It's Todd Bowles' football philosophy. It's great defense. It's run the ball so that you can throw explosive passes off of that and have a pass game that's got variety and it's not predictable. And as we started to compare notes and I started presenting the offense that I was hoping to bring here, he's just nodding his head. Yes. Nodding his head. This is what I wanted. And in this situation, coach, I would be thinking this and in this one, um, and sometimes even if we get behind in a game, you can't abandon the run game because I'm just taking body blows and you're punching them and you're getting them tired so that when we do need to throw it, the pass rush is a little bit slower. The safeties had to tackle a few more times and then here we go. And now we can put ourselves in position to finish the right way. Um, and I think that it was just the, the, the combination of that just felt like a good marriage. Um, and I felt like I fit in to what he wanted to, to get done here. What have been the biggest reactions you've had from, uh, let's say, players to your scheme that you've brought in? What has their response been? What have they said that they like about what you're doing with the team? Yeah, the run game, going right back there, the O-line, they love it. It's physically the biggest and by numbers, the largest group we have on the offensive side of the ball. So they do set a lot of the culture of who we are. And when you give them an opportunity by running the ball, to really show who they are, express themselves, play physical like they want to, they're happy. When the big boys are happy, then we're all kind of happy, you know. And um, so that part of it, they've all, the whole group has really rallied around that. And then to be able to show the wide receivers and the tight ends, hey, when we do run the ball, guys, look at all this space behind the, the defense that we get to throw to, hitting those big explosive plays in camp. Um, hitting a couple of them in the game, although they made it really hard on us, um, really shows the guys, guys, we have all this stuff at our disposal, but it all comes off of the run game. So I've gotten a lot of cool reactions from from the guys just about the, the misdirection, um, the way to run the same plays out of a variety of different looks. So they like that because it doesn't ever get boring. You know, while we're doing the same things, we just present it differently and they're able to stay excited about what we're doing. We're talking offensive coordinator Dave Canales. Uh, as you talked about some of those deep shots, uh, Trey Palmer, man, this guy just doesn't know how to do anything except score touchdowns uh, preseason and then cool to see it translate into the regular season as well. We talked about Mike and Chris earlier, but I'd love to hear about Trey and 
just the rest of that wide receiver room in general, because even after losing Gage in preseason, that still felt like just such a deep, talented room for you guys. So how cool is that for you to not only have two of the absolute best in the league as your top two guys, but to feel good about who's behind them as well? Yeah, it's really comforting. And uh, the thing that Bucks fans need to know about Trey Palmer is the guy's smart and he's playing multiple spots right now. So he's given himself the ability to play in different situations and different positions um, by studying and by knowing what to do. And then, of course, speed never slumps. So regardless of the coverage, as the play extends, his speed really shows up more and more down the field or like in that red zone scramble touchdown. You know, he just starts running past people to another window. Um, And then just, you know, the fact that he just he loves just going down the field, going up for the ball and finds a way to come down with it. Um, Devin Tompkins, you know, DT caught a, a little bubble pass and took it for eight yards to get us a critical third down conversion closer to the red zone. Um, some of the things he showed on the in the punt return game and stuff, I'm just excited to keep putting little wrinkles of the offense in for him. And then Rock Jarrett, who showed what he can do in the preseason. I'm excited for him as well as Trey to really take these first four games before the bye week to really cut their teeth, feel the speed of the game realize it's no different than practice and continue to hone in on the details that'll elevate their game and really allow their athleticism to show because rock is a guy that when he gets the ball, he's special after the catch. So I'm really excited to see him do something with that. And now we got a uh, first home game of the year for the regular season. Tell us uh, specifically about this bears defense. What stands out to you so far on your uh, film watching and, and how they might make things complicated for you guys relentless effort it's the first thing that pops off of the film coach Eberflus, defensive coordinator alan williams two fantastic coaches they're going to have their guys gap sound in the run game the ball gets out to the perimeter all 11 are sprinting to the ball you see the effort on the backs that defensive line and there are no lopes on this defense they play physical they punch at it um and that's kind of their mentality that we're going to have to match. And I, I think it's a good matchup. You know, I think about the the old school kind of bloodbaths that the Seahawks Niners would have where two styles kind of clash. And this feels like that. It feels like two teams who want to pride themselves on being physical and aggressive. And, you know, it's kind of like heavyweight fights, you know, and the first guy that puts his glove down gets put on the, on the canvas. And so um, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then the other thing, too, with with uh, Coach Eberflus and Alan Williams, Williams is they're opportunistic in their pressures. And so just making sure we have a plan for it looks vanilla, but all of a sudden here comes this pressure or that one. We just got to be ready for those surprise attacks. Awesome. Well, Coach, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us this week. I know you're busy with game planning and all of that, so we really appreciate it. And uh, we're just all, all the Bucks fans are excited to have you here. Thank you, Casey. Thanks for having me anytime. Awesome. All right. That's going to do it for us on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Advent Health. We'll be joined next week by a new coach. So we hope to see you then. This is Buccaneers Radio.